Saturday night. Man, it's nothing sangry wine. It's so- hey guys, I'm so excited to share this episode with you. I sat down with Will Wetmore. He is one of the winemakers at Hat Ranch Winery, and he started making his own wine and created his brand called Veer Wine Project. Will has taken his winemaking experience and knowledge and put it towards his project of making wine his own way. I love all of Will's wine, and I can't wait to see what he comes up with next. There are just so many good things to say about beer. This is truly a place you're going to want to visit and get your hands on some of Will's fantastic wine. Hey guys, today I'm in Caldwell, Idaho at Beer Wine Project with Will Whitmore. Uh, wet, I was wet, wet more. Yes. I, I was going to ask you before I started because I knew I was going to mess that up. So, hey Will. <laughs> How's it going? Thanks for coming by. Yeah, thanks for inviting me over. This is awesome. Uh, you've pulled some wine out, so let's talk about what we're going to drink while we while we chat. Yeah, sure. This is my 2019 Vincennes, which is a... Merlot from Roxburgh Vineyard down in Melba. Um, this one I did wild fermentation on with um, 15% uh, whole cluster. Um, so it's a Merlot that's got a little bit of texture, a little bit of spice. Um, it's not just a kind of a fruit bomb. So there's a little bit more complexity, which is my favorite wine that I made. That's awesome. So. Was this from Janelle's Vineyard? This is from Janelle's Vineyard, yeah. Cool. I She's someone that I really want to get on here to get some, some grower perspective on the show. <laughs> yeah, she is, you know, relatively new vineyard, and they've been doing an awesome job with, you know, all the fruit that we've got from them, from Hat Ranch Winery and for myself. Um, beautiful fruit. Really ripe. Um, nice small berries. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Really, really good stuff. So, yeah, I think sky's the limit for that vineyard. Yeah, totally. Um, so I know this isn't a shocker to you, but I'm, like, a super fan of Veer. <laughs> um, your wine, your staff, um, everything you got going on is is awesome. So I really dig your vibe here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I think with Veer, we're trying to be, you know, a little bit different. It's in the name Veer, right? It's veer off course try something different so for me it's a reminder that you know you don't you can come up with a plan but it's okay to to change yeah you know like every vintage i have a you know i'll I'll kind of plan like okay i want to make this wine i want to make this wine you know and then halfway through harvest i go well i want to make something different i want to try something different so for me the veer is just a reminder that it is totally okay to 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 change course and try something different yeah you're going your own your own direction yeah um so, so where did you grow up, Will? Like, what, what, yeah. what's your story? Where are you from? <laughs> so I was born, I was born in Santa Rosa, California. Okay. And my um, dad worked at Corbell Champagne Cellars oh, okay. when I was yeah. when I was a little kid, cool. and Simi Winery when I was a little bit older. Um, so I was there till I was eight, and then I moved to Santa Cruz. Okay. So I would say I grew up in Santa Cruz, went to high school there, and then. Um, for college, I went to University of Redlands in Southern California, mm-hmm. played baseball there, studied biology. Oh, cool. So uh, California, California kid and met yeah. my wife um, at Redlands and she is from Boise and that's kind of how we oh, ended okay. up back here, here in Idaho. Yeah. 
Nice. Um, and then, um, then you studied at WSU, right? Yeah. So um, a couple years after I started at Hat Ranch Winery as their assistant winemaker, the owners there um, actually paid for me to go back to enology school. Oh, cool. So I got to do enology. Yeah, I was wondering if that was something that you had wanted to do for like what got you in yeah. the direction of studying wine? Yeah. So when I was in uh, um, Redlands, my academic advisor was actually a brewer. Oh, cool. And um, kind of taught us how to make beer. Mm-hmm. So when I was in college, me and my roommates, we would brew beer, like really crappy yeah. beer in, <laughs> yeah. our, in our apartment. Um, but that kind of got me hooked on fermentation. Yeah. And, um, well, and especially I'm sure studying biology too, you knew a lot of those science things. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, you kind of have this, you have a good framework for, for the science and the chemistry mm-hmm. of beer, wine. Um, so, you know, brewing beer, bad beer, um, just got me interested in fermentation in general. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of knew, you know, I, when I was in college, I kind of like, oh, I'm going to be a optometrist or I'm going to be a <laughs> physical therapist. Yeah. But, but really, you know, what I really want to do, me and my brother, we always talk about let's open a restaurant or a brewery and mm-hmm. like cooking and making things was always something that was really felt right for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually getting back into wine, it kind of, you know, it, you, know you don't make a lot of money, but it kind of fills part of that that itch that I had at a young age trying to create something. And, you know, for me cooking or making wine, hosting parties, it's like bringing people together, having a good time. Yeah. And you kind of need that. Like I could be an optometrist, optometrist and like buy wine, but it's not, it doesn't feel the same as as creating it yourself for friends. Yeah. That's so cool. And yeah. And it's, uh, I think that's something that I love about wine too, is it's so like connected with sharing just with people yeah. you know like you I mean yeah you can drink a bottle of wine by yourself but most of the time it's way more fun to enjoy it with someone and share whatever you are drinking and the experiences and then mm-hmm. like wine makes you remember things like yeah it's, it's all about like creating memories yeah and, and I think that's a that's a good way to put it creating memories because like when I look at a wine I look at the label that of wines I've made and it's like you know I remember I remember these grapes coming in I remember kind of like the techniques I was trying to do with it so every time I look at like one of my bottles of wine, I kind of go like, "Oh, that was that 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 year where, you know, okay, the grapes were a little underripe, so we had to adjust this yeah. way." Or, you know, I really wanted to do the, do this with these grapes, but yeah. you know, circumstances change it, and I did this. So mm-hmm. there's like, there's kind right, of the you know story. All, all there's yeah. The, yeah, there's story to each one. <laughs> there's story to each one, which is is a really cool kind of connection, um, which you know I like sharing with people. Yeah, totally. Um, so then I, I know we had talked before about you going to New Zealand yes. and spending some time there. Uh, tell us about that experience. Yeah. So, um, let's see, it would be, um, the 20 December, 2018. So I just finished, finished harvest here. Um, working okay. for Hat Ranch Winery and my wife, um, she was doing, um, she was working for a clinic down in New Zealand so she left in September, but I stayed in Idaho to finish harvest, and then I went down and met her in December, and we lived there for eight months. Oh, cool. And I worked for um, a winery there um, where they did mostly wild fermentations. They were, you know, for New Zealand winery, they were pretty small. Okay. Um, they did small. I think we did 400 tons when I was there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, is, which is small. Still, yeah. But, you know, we're only doing for Hat Ranch and Veer, we're doing... I don't know, 70 tons combined. Yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, so I got to see a lot of um, kind of wild fermentations, a lot of Pinot Noir, which we, which I don't do. Yeah. Um, Chardonnay, Pinot Grigio, Riesling. Um, but just, just kind of seeing that wild fermentations kind of piqued my interest in doing wild fermentations. So when I came back for Harvest 2019 in Idaho, I did like mostly wild fermentations. Is that what you would say is kind of the biggest thing that working here and experience down there, like, was that the thing that was like, wow, this is really different than what I'm used to working with? Well, you know, I think it was just, it's just winery dependent, right? So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, there's plenty of New Zealand wineries that are very traditional, Mm -hmm. you know, they make tons and tons of Sauvignon Blanc and it's kind of, you know, by the book and inoculate, make sure all the the label, their sulfur levels, everything's perfect. This winery was just a little bit different. It was a smaller region. Um, okay. And it was kind of like this, you know, quirky winemaker who just liked to experiment. And then I kind of like felt a kindred spirit with him, you know. With oh, cool. The, with that. So how did you get the connection to go down there? There was – so my wife, when she was looking for um, places to practice, she's like, it's got to be in a wine region in New Zealand because <laughs> she wanted me to have an opportunity to have a job. Yeah. And – Two emails in, I was there was a there were six wineries in the region that she got placed. And the second email I sent I said, "Hey, I'm going to be there anyways. Um, do you want some experienced help for harvest?" And uh-huh. and the the winemaker said, "Yeah." So it's kind of meant to come be on just down. Fell into place. Yeah, yeah. And it was you know it was like 20 minutes away from our house, and you know the, it was great because I mean it was a <clears throat> harvest contract, so I was they wanted me to work for their harvest, but. Since I was there, they let me work in the vineyard, and they let me kind of hang out after harvest. And oh, cool. Yeah, do so some you got to work. see so some got, other pieces. Yeah, so I got to work, you know, a good six months with them as opposed to just doing, like, a three-month harvest yeah. internship. that's cool. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, bringing that into you kind of going in your own direction, you had something else to compare to other than where you had just been working. Yeah, previously. exactly. And that was, I think, one of the biggest benefits. I mean, the for the most part, I mean, winemaking's is pretty straightforward. You know, everybody yeah. has their own kind of take on it or what they're trying to do. But the biggest thing that, you know, I picked up, because I'd only worked for Hat Ranch up until that point, mm-hmm. um, was just like, okay, how does how does this winery function? How do they manage the cellar? How do they manage harvests? And, you know, how do they kind of keep records? And there's a lot of this just kind of non-winemaking things that are really important to right. know as a winemaker, yeah, which totally. I kind of picked up on. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so how long um, have you been at Hat Ranch? You're uh, still working there Yeah, also, Yeah, right? so I'm there yeah. full-time. I'm, you know, one of the winemakers, and I started with Tim in 2014, just as kind of like, hey, do you need, you need help? Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, so I've, yes, just seller help the, the first couple years, and then assistant winemaker, and, um, you know, I'm, you know, pretty, I'm, I'm the assistant winemaker, but, you know, Tim kind of considers me one of the winemakers as well. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you guys, I mean, you just kind of divvy up whatever jobs you got to do and yeah. take care of it. Yeah, and, and I'm, you know, I'm really passionate about wine production. You know, Tim Tim's a little bit more focused on the vineyard, which is great because mm-hmm. we have a little six-acre vineyard as well. Oh, okay, cool. So, like, working at Hat Ranch, when did you decide, okay, I think I kind of want to do my own thing, well, too? Off. Yeah, you're going to veer off. <laughs> uh, so 2016, so I'd only been two, I'd been two vintages at Hat Ranch, 
and 2016, um, I just was like, I want to, I want to try, just try to make some wine on my own. And the owners were like, yeah, go ahead, you know? And so I bought. That's awesome that you had support in making that decision. Totally. And we were at the time, you know, our production in the space wasn't so big where me making an extra ton of fruit wasn't going to be kind of like in the way. Yeah. Now, if. I was like, hey, can I make an extra ton? It'd be like, well, we were kind of running out of space. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, but no, at the time it was great. So I, I bought um, a little bit of fruit from Red Mountain in Washington. Okay. And I made a rosé and I made a Mataro, which is mm-hmm. the, the Movedra that I made as well. Yeah, so I, made, I love that one. I think I did a ton and a half total mm-hmm. and just sold it to my friends and family. And yeah. Made my little kind of, my little logo on paint and just like let's let's go let's do it yeah yeah that's cool I I love that kind of start where you're just like okay let's see how this goes and yeah what did your family and friends think of your first your first vintages I think they were they were surprised like oh you can you can make wine you did this by yourself, <laughs> you <did this> yourself? <laughs> no they're you know they they knew I could could do it and it's like I said winemaking's not it's not hard. It really isn't. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sometimes just getting out of the way and, and trusting that you got good fruit. You yeah. Know, finding good fruit is the is the most important thing. And, you know, there is – you can make you can make really bad wine out of good fruit, but you can't make good wine out of bad fruit. So, yeah, so yeah. So having, having the good good grapes is, like, the, the first place to start. Yeah, totally. Um, so along with that, uh, how do you go about choosing where you're getting your fruit from? Yeah, I mean, for me, the first couple of years, it was trying to find just stuff that was different than I was making for Hat Ranch. Um, so that's kind of why I went to Red Mountain in Washington, because mm-hmm. you know, I, or Hat Ranch, we're we're just doing Idaho fruit, which right. which is great. And going forward, I think I'm only going to do Idaho fruit just because it's easier to get my hands on. Um, but I was looking for different varietals. So yeah. for Hat Ranch, we're doing like lots of you know, Cab, Merlot, mm-hmm. Syrah, um, Malbec, Chardonnay, Viognier. So for the for for me I was doing like rosés, but I was doing like barrel fermented rosés. Okay. Um, doing Rhone, so Grenache, Moved, um, Carmenere. Mm-hmm. So I'm tr- just trying different things. And and now I'm kind of to the to the point where you know, I, th- I think I want to do mo- mainly focus on Rhone, so, so Syrah, Grenache, Mauvais. Yeah. Um, do a rosé, do an orange wine. This past year I did, I'm doing a skin ferment Riesling. Oh, cool. Which is still sitting yeah. on skins. Yeah. So it's been five months on skins. Wow. So. But that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it's delicious. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, just trying different things. Yeah, that's cool. And that's one thing that um, I really enjoyed. Um, like the first time I came into your tasting room, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's so much different stuff here yeah. that you don't see everywhere else. So yeah. I think that's something really cool that you've done is brought in varietals that, um, you know, we just don't see really in the valley here. Yeah. And, and if it is a, like a common variety like Merlot, this is a Merlot we're drinking. But if it is going to be something kind of common, just try something different on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think you know if people say, "Oh, this is just a this is just your other standard Merlot," you know, how do you stand out? Yeah, it's, it's harder. Yeah, totally. And so, like working with growers, back to your question, it's like you know, working with people that you like working with. Mm-hmm. Like, well, and I'm sure it helps that you already I'm 
I'm sure had some connections yeah, with, totally, with growers totally. already. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's not just like some random guy asking for some fruit. Yes. They already had those those connections and relationships. Yeah, that, that is a really good point. Yeah, like, you know, working for Hat Ranch, I made tons and tons of connections. And, you know, I think growers want to give their fruit to people that they trust because, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to... Yeah, they want to see what they've put all their labor yeah, into going. exactly. So I think, yeah, me having a foothold working for an established winery kind of, you know, gives gives the grower some confidence. Like, this guy's, you know, going to do something pretty cool with this wine or these grapes. Yeah. Um, so you said you want to move in the direction of only Idaho fruit. Is yeah. it um, just from what you've used now, is it just Washington grapes? That no, no. Actually, I, starting in 2018, I just got Idaho fruit. So I guess I've been doing Idaho fruit for three years now. Um, but then again, I'm never going to say I'm not going to. Yeah, <laughs> never it. say never because then you no. will. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm all, like, there's a part of me that's like, well, I want to try to make wine from grapes grown in chile you know like yeah <laughs> ship them up <laughs> i'm up for whatever really yeah. yeah gosh that would be interesting but it just as far as like a convenience and logistics it's yeah you know it's a lot easier to drive 30 minutes to pick up grapes as opposed yeah, to definitely have them shipped over or you know drive six hours to yeah. pick up grapes and with the fruit you've chose to use um have you do you spend much time out in the vineyards checking on them or you know what um, this is probably be a shock, but no, I don't. Because <laughs> that's the thing is, I trust I trust the growers. Yeah, you know, I'm working with growers that. Yeah, that that's, that, that says is their job. Mm-hmm. You know, like they know what they're doing, and me telling them, oh, you know what, you put probably like an extra hour of water on it this week, is not gonna is not gonna yeah. help. So, so you're yeah you're you you know who you're working with and you're. Uh, yeah, like, they're the experts okay. on growing grapes. I'll take it when it's ready. You know, <laughs> I don't want them to come make wine for me. But <laughs> yeah. That- that's but a good I want point. them to grow the grapes. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, I like going out to the vineyard and you know just taking a look. But I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not geeking out yeah. about it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> because for the most part, like, there is some stuff you can do in the vineyard, but that the growing season is going to dictate so much of it. Yeah. Well, and I think that's um, something probably that was great for you know, working with Tim and learning, you know, all the in and outs of winemaking first is like learning how to adjust to what you get Mm because you can have an expectation of what you want the wine to be, but whatever the year was like, it's going to dictate what you get in fruit. And I think the, you know, the first four or five years I was here, like the years were so variable. Mm -hmm. You know, we had terrible freeze in 17. Especially, yeah, 16 and wasn't that the yeah it was I think it was February of like seventeen yeah <laughs> yeah the, the yeah, winter that sixteen winter. yeah we had hardly any fruit in seventeen and then you know eighteen was a pretty good year nineteen was you know challenging now we're super challenging dry. <laughs> year and then we've had a couple of drought years and the the drought years have been really good for in my opinion the quality of the of the wines yeah that's something I've I've learned and I've said this before on the show is that like. Uh, you know, dry years can be really good for fruit as far as you get really like nice concentrated mm-hmm. flavors, but your yield is usually a lot less because there's not as much, you know. Yes, juice. there's there is that. <laughs> They're and, smaller, and, but then you're also you know you're stressing out the vine. So like, okay, mm-hmm. well, if we have drought years year after year, like what's that going right, to do to the long term health of these vines? So there is a sweet spot. Yeah, um, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I know we kind of talked about your name, uh, your wine project. Did yeah. you come up with that yourself? I did. Or? I did. Yeah. I, I wish I remember like how it, how it came to me, but 
I, yeah, I just, I just thought it sounded cool, Veer, and then I wanted to call it a project, not uh-huh. like Veer Winery or Veer Wine Cellars. I wanted it to be a project just to kind well, of. I think it keeps it kind of cool. It's not something you see all the, I mean, you always see, you know, winery. Company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Things. It was, yeah, To it's, again, it's a reminder, like, this is a project. This is a project. Like, mm-hmm. You can fail, you can mess up, but just, you know, keep trying stuff. Yeah, yeah, cool. And I think um, I remember one time talking to James in here. Was there something with, like, your label or logo that he did with BSU? Yeah, so in um, 2020, 2021, I can't remember, um, the um, Boise State MBA program. Okay. um, I was one of their clients, so I had a team of six uh, grad students working on their MBA masters and they helped me do a logo redesign and they lo- helped me um, kind of get my paperwork in order so I could open up my own space. Yeah. Um, so yeah, James was part of that team. And then Did I, you know him before? No, no. That's how I met him. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, and so, I didn't know that. So about halfway through the project, I had a good connection with him and I just kind of said, hey, do you want to, like when you guys are done, do you want to stay on and, you know, maybe help me like get the tasting Run. room open and start running it and he's like yeah let's do it so that's yeah, awesome. he's been a he's been a huge help and then we brought on shauna um back yeah, in like, october november mm-hmm. and she's been really great with, good with social media and event yeah. planning and yeah she's awesome at that i mean stuff. both those two james and shauna both kind of like fill a gap in my yeah well it gives you you get, now you have like the well-rounded team here yeah because <laughs> like like my strengths are a lot different than their strengths and right and their strengths you know help run this tasting room because yeah. it's not it's not something that well, i'm way to at. grab a, a business guy <laughs> i know i'm a biology guy that makes wine like that's, what do yeah. i know about okay, running you a do business that. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's that's so cool um so the other thing is like like this wine here um some of them have like cool names. How are you coming up with your your names for your different? Yeah, I think ones? I have a I got a running list on my phone of, of different names. Things that pop up. Yeah, and I, I like the the French the French names because my mom's half French and we have a you know pretty big French background in my family. So Vincennes is actually my mom's maiden name. Oh, cool. And um, yeah, you know it's 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 almost kind of like poking fun at pretentious wine, you know? Yeah. Like a little way, like my rosé. Well, I think called, I mean that's kind of what you're doing with the project. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, a little bit. It. Like you know, like I don't know how to pronounce like this this fancy French wine. I can't say that name. So like my rosé is just a barrel fermented rosé. You know, I call it you know, soigné. It's like, oh, what's that? Oh, it means yeah. ele- elegant, oh, yes. elegantly dressed mm-hmm. in French. It's like, yeah, but really, it's just like a wild ferment barrel rosé. So yeah. So it, part of it's like tongue in cheek, but part of it's like, uh, you know, it's kind of paying homage to a little bit of my history. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Um, and that's something, you know, when I mentioned earlier, like really loving coming into your tasting room and the vibe, which, you know, James and Shauna totally add to it. And you yeah, guys all kind of like it. the three of you together, like when you see you guys together, it's like, oh my gosh, the, I just want to hang out with these guys and be their <laughs> friend. But, but people come in here and even if you are someone who's like pretentious or you know you have certain expectations about wine you come in and yeah you get an amazing wine but then it's kind of like oh I don't have to act a certain way or you know it's like not it's not pinkies up over here no no it's (laughs) not I mean if you want to put your pinkies up 
But do exactly, it. yeah, your your door is open. You, you know. Yeah, yeah, and that's the cool thing about having this. Like, I mean, you can't you can't steer a tasting room through a podcast, but it's a big warehouse and it's got a, a drain running through the middle of the floor. And yeah, the barrel. It's just barrels on barrels on one log. side, and we built a James built a, a tasting bar um, by the you know the sink and the the hose, and you know it's during harvest. It was had bunch of ferments going and so it, it's it's a production winery but it's still got a kind of a it's got a it's got a good vibe yeah yeah and it, it feels like you're you're just walking into the you know production yeah like it's <laughs> like uh, am i on the crush pad <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's you know maybe one day we'll have a big fancy tasting room and winery but right now this you know three thousand square foot warehouse yeah, totally is working works. yeah it works it fits um so I also wanted to tell you, um, for Thanksgiving, I took your Gewurztraminer oh, to nice. my parents, um, which turned out being like the perfect wine to take to Thanksgiving because, yeah. I mean, you have so many different like flavors and the sides and then you still want something, you know, you're eating the turkey and yeah. it like it <clears throat> went perfectly with like everything. Nice. That's something that's different that you don't see. Yeah. A lot of people do. I mean, there's not. I wouldn't say there's a lot of good Verschmier here in Idaho, but I did. And it's also yours isn't sweet. Yeah, so that's that's the thing I did a little bit different. I did mine dry because a lot of people do it off dry or mm-hmm. or full dessert. And um, you know, when I did it, I to be honest, I didn't love it when I bottled it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was like maybe too tart and like just it was just it was too like one dimensional and. The cool thing about it is as it's aged, it's kind of gotten like softened up the acidity, got a little more weight to it. And it's it's like a white wine that's now three years old and it tastes better now than it did in 2019 when I bottled it. Yeah, yeah, that's um, awesome. And it was just kind of a cool thing to see how so how, how white wine can age. Yeah, where'd you get that from? I got that, that from a, a little vineyard in Payette, actually, okay. yeah. Um, um uh, Mike has a little vineyard out there, and he has he always a little vineyard. He's got like 15, 18 acres or something like that. Okay, that's Riesling, Gewürztraminer, a little bit of Merlot. Um, cool. So yeah, I'm I have like I think five cases of that left. Mm-hmm. So I'm just about done. But yeah, that was my first time making a white wine. Oh really? Yeah. Cool. Uh, I mean, for myself, I've mm-hmm. done done others with that ranch, but um, yeah, Gewürztraminer was a interesting grape, interesting chemistry. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Um, Yeah, that was just, that was, like, really good. And once again, like, taking a wine and you remember it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For the experience. Um, So what, um, like, what what varietals do you like to work with? Like, what's, is there something that's, like, your favorite? Yeah, there is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Syrah. I love Syrah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so good in Idaho. That's like it's really good in Idaho, um, and it's versatile. You can do a mm, lot with mm-hmm. it. You know, you can get, you can make rosé out of it. You can make a big, full body kind of, lot of oak on it. You can do kind of a lighter red wine, depending on when you pick it. So, Syrah is one of my favorite. It lets you be a little creative. It does, and that's. I mean, those are the kind of varieties I like. Mm-hmm. I mean, cab, cabs, 
delicious and when you have a good cab it's awesome but you know you're kind of looking for ripe you know get rid of that green green pepper flavor and yeah give it some oak and it's kind of like you're just kind of following a recipe yeah. on and it. I feel like even um drinkers expect certain things like they expect a cab to be like what they think a cab yes be. exactly <laughs> and and so I kind of I do for those varieties I kind of they're, they don't interest me as much, I would say. Mm-hmm. Where ones where you can, like, let's put a tweak on this or let's try something yeah. weird. Like, that's what I meant. Yeah, I'm into. yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so what's your, like, big goal? Like, where do you yeah. see this place in, like, a couple years? Sure, like, yeah. Um, like, you want to grow out of here or just keep it as, like, kind of your side thing and still be at Hat Ranch? Yeah, um, I think... I mean, maybe I that's love a to get paid by somebody else to work for a winery. Cause that's mm-hmm. great. Um, but if um, my ultimate goal is five years, build a production facility um, where I can do custom crush work for other people, mm-hmm. um, kind of mainly a production facility, maybe have a little tasting room there and then have a tasting room in Boise somewhere. Because I yeah. live in Boise and just be nice to oh, have a yeah, taste room close, close to me. Um, but, you know, I just like making wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got the right people with you to yeah. make it happen. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, so where can people find more information? And um, I know, I mean, you guys, you're not open for tasting all the time. Yeah. So, so, um, cu- so currently. Where can they find out when to come? So, yeah, currently we're open. Well, go to veerwineproject.com, um, and then you'll see all the events and hours. But we're open right now just Saturday, Sunday, the first thir- the first and third Saturday and Sunday of the month, so four days a month right now. Um, I think with the weather getting a little nicer, we'll probably open maybe yeah. every weekend. Ooh, that'd be nice. Um, and then you can get my wine at the Boise Co-op in downtown. Um, join the wine club twice a year we'll ship you wine sweet that's the best way (laughs) to do it uh do you have any other cool events coming up i know you just had your yeah um, we just had our flamenco dancing event which which i was so bummed i wasn't able to make it where were you i I was just home with my kids (laughs) my husband was gone so i i didn't really have a choice gotcha um (laughs) next time (laughs) let's see we're we're gonna have wine club release in april probably like Mm -hmm. april 20 something 21st 22nd something like that and then we're gonna do trying to um i have a friend who is a idaho plant doctor she's gonna maybe come and do like a like how to properly plant seeds and do like a little gardening expo i need that so we're gonna try to do that maybe early may end of april and then we got to plan some more events. What kind of events would you yeah, like to I see? <laughs> I just like coming out here anytime, <laughs> anytime it's open. Yeah, I'm we'll, like, Shauna, you're working? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll probably do some, like, you know, maybe a barrel tasting in the, oh, in the summer. Cool. or And then, like, a fall release and maybe a harvest party or something like that. But Yeah, cool stuff. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. It's all. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. But I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, so thanks, thanks, Will, for giving me your time. Yeah. Um, it was really fun to chat with you and learn more about beer. Beer. 
Let's get veered. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get veered. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to help this podcast grow. You can follow me on Instagram at the 20 podcast and on Facebook as the 20 Until next time, keep on drinking the good wine. Cheers. Sangria wine.